0: the Mess It Up podcast, where we take your mess and turn it into a message. And now, here's a bowtie guy.
1: Hi, welcome to the Mess It Up podcast, and this is Giselle. Woo-hoo. Yeah, I don't really have a cool nickname like bowtie guy or anything, but I am taking over this podcast today because... Guests, would you like to introduce yourself? Uh,
0: Yeah, I'm Guy, and uh, I do a little podcast, and uh, I understand we're going to be talking about that today. Yeah, woohoo! This is super exciting for me.
1: (laughs) So, let's see if I don't mess this up, but let's go ahead. Clever. Oh, I didn't even notice that. See how clever, like, how great this name goes. Okay, we'll talk about that later. But the word of the week today is... Temerity. And that means excessive confidence or boldness. Um, another word for it is audacity. How audacious.
0: Yeah. What do we get if we use it?
1: Oh, we get bonus points.
0: How many are you giving away, girl?
1: You know what? It's a special episode of Mess It Up Podcast. Let's do like 10 million.
0: Wow. Talk yeah, about 10. inflation. Holy cow. 10 million. Yeah. That's good. Why well, I mean... Yeah, people are going to love you. (laughs) I'm going to be getting emails. (laughs) Send send Giselle back. We want our bonus points.
1: Speaking of emails, if you want those bonus points, you email bowtieguy, and that is paul at gmail, right? No,
0: at messituppodcast.com. At
1: messituppodcast.com. Uh-oh. And intern Dave, if you have a, you know, word of the week or a song of the week you want to... Here on Mess It Up Podcast, you make sure to email Intern Dave at info at mess it up podcast, um dot com, um, and we are on all over social media. We are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, MySpace, what? and and MySpace is kind of lame, but ah. <laughs> you know what's a little lamer sometimes reddit
0: oh come on now all the Uh, nerds are there
1: yeah all the 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 dads with their dad jokes yeah that's that's lame um let's see oh yeah and if you want to listen to this podcast or tell your friends and family about the podcast you make sure to tell them we are on apple Podcasts, soundcloud and and spotify and Oh, and make sure, if you like Mess Up Podcast, no, no, if you love it, make sure you, um, I want to make sure you know you could be a Patreon. A Patreon, um, you could be a Patreon for as little as a dollar a month, and you will get, for a dollar a month, you get a free book?
0: Yeah. And
1: you know what that book's about? It's about Paul Pippen, and it is called still in veda
0: and it's about god
1: (laughs) and god and god most importantly god
0: yeah if you read half of the book you'll hate me but if you read the whole book you'll love god
1: nice yeah i love stories like that and speaking about god and paul pippin we would like to ask you some uh some questions oh nice about um mess it up podcast so how about we start with like the simple questions like how how did you get this
0: started so when it was it was a friday night after cr uh celebrate recovery meeting and i was sitting in the back at the sound booth or maybe having some coffee but i was talking to biker chick and uh and who's biker Chick? christina you know she was uh for the first year and a half uh, she was uh, co-hosting with us uh, until she had some other things that came up and wasn't able to do it. But uh, she was, you know, part of the bedrock of uh, of the Mess It Up podcast. And we were just talking and having a conversation about the fact that I was a perpetrator and a registered offender, and she was a victim of sexual abuse. Yet we were just sitting there having a cup of coffee and enjoying each other's company. And I said, we need to we need to put these conversations out there for the world to see that people can can make a mess of their life, but they can still turn it into a message. And she's like, yeah, we should. I said, we should do a podcast. She's like, okay. And I I wasn't really expecting okay. Normally, one of my things to people is I'll say, hey, you should write a book. And they're like, no. And I say, hey, you should do a podcast. I'm like, no. And so I was just kind of expecting no. And when she said, okay, I was like, okay. Well, and so then we started doing it. So then I'm driving down the road. We were going somewhere and, and I was with Bev and she was just taking notes for me about what we wanted to do with the podcast, and I just kept on coming up, and we you know came up with the name Mess It Up, and then we came up with, you know, we should have a word of the week, and that kind of happened organically because she was doing, uh, Christina was doing school, and sometimes they would have these big honking words that had, you know, unknown meanings, and she just send me a text with this big word, and I was like, okay, we need to do a word of the week to to have the word. So that's how that started. And then uh, I thought, okay, a song of the week, because song of the week is S-O-W, and it could be the big so what, um, (laughs) was my original idea on the song of the week. Plus I love music. Uh, So, and early listeners remember, we used to play the entire song, but in order to not have problems with copyright rules, now we just play 90 seconds of the song. Uh, But it was just, it, it came out of that conversation over coffee at Celebrate Recovery that we wanted to show people that people who shouldn't get along or who the world says oh you shouldn't get along can get along and can can be cooperative and love each other even though they've got this difference of perspective and background and experience um that that god wins and that was the the entire beginning purpose was just to show hey god can win
1: wow that is awesome so what do you what are some challenges that you came up with? Because like you mentioned, you had a co-host, like a regular co-host, and now you have co different co-hosts throughout all your episodes.
0: Yeah, so uh, that's probably the biggest challenge for anybody. If you're looking to get into podcasting, the biggest challenge that most of us have is scheduling guests and getting mm-hmm. people. And, and it was nice having a, a co-host because I mean, if you listen to the last week's show compared to any of the other shows, I've, I've done two shows, I think, by myself, and to try to carry the conversation, it's super hard. And, and longtime listeners of the show will know I talk about 98% of the time anyway, but I need that 2%er to, you know, bounce <laughs> things off of or to make a little chuckle like that or whatever. So that's the difficult thing is scheduling people. And uh, I used to do a video show called Jesus in Java and had a YouTube channel for that and that was a little bit more difficult because now you got a person that's got to be on camera so they've got to be fixed up they got it you know you can't just stroll in wearing your sweats or whatever could but people don't like to do that so it's a lot less intimidating to just have microphones but even a microphone in a room can be intimidating for the first time guests mm-hmm. sometimes and I forget because I've been around microphones and cameras I first started working in video in like 1996. So I've been doing video work for 25 years now uh, almost. And it's just natural to me. I don't shy away from a camera or a microphone. Um, So I think getting guests, trying to come up with fresh topics um, and stuff that's compelling um, is, I don't want to say it's a challenge because God always seems to give me something and, and writing a weekly blog, it always comes to me as well. But that's something that sometimes I'll think, okay, what am I gonna do? And if I have to do a couple of shows in a row because I'm taking a trip and I won't be able to record, uh, sometimes that can be a little more tricky, scheduling around people's schedule. With COVID, it makes it a lot easier. People have a harder time telling me no for an interview because it's like, I know you're not busy. I know you're working from home. I know you're not, yeah. So uh, that was, was a lot easier. And that's how I got Andrew from uh, Ars blog, Ars, the Cast uh, podcast came on, and and he gets over a million listens a month um, on his podcast, and he said yes, and that was the thing he said. He said, you know, that's the hardest thing is getting people to come on, and so I know how difficult that is, so he makes it his purpose to, you know, not tell people no when they ask him for an interview. So uh, I would say that is probably the hardest part. Uh, Another thing that's difficult is trying to be relevant, Uh, and, and I don't like to be an agitator. Uh, and last week's show, Agitated, and I got, I got feedback, which is nice, but it's also difficult. Uh, and I want to thank the people who gave me feedback from last week's show. It was really, had some really deep, long conversations with some people over some texts and, and different things. And I appreciate the feedback because it lets me know people are listening and we're, we're touching buttons. And listen, I'm a guy with a microphone. That doesn't mean I'm a guy with answers. I'm not always going to be right. Um, it's just me and my opinion. Uh, but not wanting to, you know, trying to find out where to, to push an issue and where to just kind of lay back and be more, I don't want to say neutral, uh, cause you know, God doesn't want us to be lukewarm either, but just trying not to be, I, I try to avoid too much controversy, um, and, and, and stay away from, from hot button topics, so to speak, because I don't, I don't want to get a bunch of hate mail. I don't do well with, with hate mail and with, with controversy Uh, before I went into jail I was an arguer and when I'd argue my purpose was not to win the argument but to to beat a person into submission make them feel bad about themselves make them question everything they thought and to completely dominate and destroy and that's not something that I was proud of or that I am proud of I was proud of it and I look at where that got me and the trouble that it caused for me for my family And so I really now try to, to use a a word of the week from earlier days, I try to eschew any kind of arguments and debates and controversy because of that. I just, I'd rather just agree with people and just know you're not going to change my mind on most things and I'm not going to change your mind. So let's just, you know, get along and and try to be peaceable about it.
1: Yeah, that is... Especially with social media now, it's like Ooh, oh, you can get is. fights. Well, and, and that's the
0: thing; it's it's really tempting to want to do that because if you cause a fight on social media, it creates attention and it gets people listening, and, and that's what you want as a podcast—you want more listeners. Mm-hmm. But I don't want the headache that comes with it. You know, just the stomach ache, the, the, the everything yeah. else that comes. I, I just I want to live and, and and spread more joy. I've spread enough hate and discontent in my life, the rest of my life. I'm trying to dedicate to spreading joy and and awareness.
1: Yeah, that's great. And I think you've done a great job through this podcast of doing that. And I think this is a great time now to listen to our song of the week. And it is rattled by Elevation Worship. So let's. Uh, Take some time and listen to that. And we'll be back in about 90 seconds. Since when has impossible ever stopped you? Friday's disappointment is Sunday's empty tomb. Since when has impossible
0: ever stopped you? This is the sound of dry bones rattling. This is the praise make a dead man walk again. Open the grave, I'm coming out. I'm gonna live, gonna live again. This is the sound of dry
1: from The song of the week, and again, that was Rattle with an exclamation mark by Elevation Worship. Um, so what did you think of the song, Paul Bowtie well, Guy?
0: I think it's interesting that you chose the song Rattle. Uh, because I was just looking uh, on Instagram, we just posted on Instagram, and one year ago today, I was out on my front lawn with all of my stuff sleeping because we had that big seven point one earthquake on the fifth and so my instagram shows all my stuff on the front lawn of my house and we got rattled and you know when people want to check something they'll rattle the door when people want to get your attention they'll rattle whatever's going on and we talk about rattling someone's cage and uh god certainly has has used rattles to get my attention in the in the past but the thing that jumped out to me because this was a new song to me uh And the very first line, Saturday was silent. Surely it was through. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. And the first thing that came to my mind was not this is an Easter reference, but, you know, a lot of times on Saturday, it's the day before church and I'm empty and I just Mm -hmm. need that filling up. And that was the first thing is like, yeah, I know I get that feeling of Saturday being silent and just wanting to hear God's voice or or whatever, and just get back to church with my people. And and that really jumped out at me. And then I saw it was different, but I was like, that's the thing I love about music is it can mean anything to anybody, wherever they are. Uh, and so I, I grabbed that. And then <clears throat> there's uh, another line in there uh, that says, uh, you're not gonna run out of miracles anytime soon. Mm. Yeah, I that's need good. that reminder because sometimes it's like, God, I need a miracle. And he's like, all right. And I always remember my dad. You know, my dad wouldn't give me a hundred dollars all at one time, but if I went to my dad a hundred times and asked for a dollar, he'd give me a hundred dollars. And he did. He never ran out of of money. I never went to my dad. And he's like, "Oh, I don't have any more money, son. I'm sorry." He just, he just always had what I needed. And and my God is that way for me too.
1: That is awesome. That is awesome. So, I obviously chose a song. So, well, I didn't, it's not obvious, but (laughs) I chose a song. So I thought this was a great one talking about not just like you, but people like you, like me, like everyone in this world. And the part that really sticks out to me is, um, this is the sound of dry bones rattling. This is the praise making dead men walk again. And this part is great. Open the grave. I'm coming out. I'm going to live, going to live again this is sound of dry bones rattling because you know Satan likes to put us in our graves and you know we could just lay there and accept failure and disappointment but with Jesus we could just knock knock over our grave and be like hello I'm coming out and like you said rattling people rattle to you know see if a door is open or whatever and I just picture that like someone being like no like i accept jesus i'm gonna change because of god and like i'm coming out i'm gonna live i'm not gonna let satan take over Mm -hmm. my failure and um you know like uh a lot of us know your past since you mentioned it you know in the podcast and in like celebrate recovery and things and I know there's been a lot of difficulty with that and you I feel like you've been pretty brave like coming out like on the you know podcast you don't even know like who's listening or like who's gonna be like oh this guy does you know whatever but like what made you like you know kind of like not rattle on that grave and be like no I'm coming out I'm gonna live
0: well it's it's not always easy um I always tell people I had the benefit of having my story be front page news in our small town. So people knew it. So I couldn't hide from it. So it gave me a little bit more freedom to not try to keep it a secret. Because I think my inclination would have been, okay, let's keep this a secret. Let's not talk about this. Let's, you know, I don't put a sign out in my front yard about it. I don't wear a t-shirt saying this is what I am. Um, You know, I'll wear t-shirts you know, bragging about my sports teams or God, but I don't, you know, put one on saying, hey, check me out on this list and you can find out all my dirt. Because um, there is a, a, a an embarrassment factor and a, a shame factor. But I've learned that by, that there's healing and revealing. I, I stole that from, uh, from Tara uh, at the Lighthouse today. She was telling me that, you know, there's healing and revealing and... There is. It, it, takes, it takes my past is a weapon on the table and I'm sitting across from Satan and one of us is going to get there first. And if I grab that past and I claim it as mine, I can now use it as a weapon to destroy what he wants to do in my life. If he gets it, he'll do his best to use it as a weapon to destroy what I want to do in my life. And so I, it's, it's my biggest um, impediment. In ministry but it's my biggest weapon in ministry it makes it so people don't want to listen to me but it gives people a reason to listen to me so it's um, it's one of those ironic dual-edge things that you know once I know how to use that tool it becomes very powerful like a chainsaw It can do amazing things with a chainsaw if you don't know how to use it you can do amazing damage to yourself or someone else so um, i think that's what it is and god just has shown me that yeah there will be people who will be repulsed and revolted by that and that's why i tell people you know if you stop reading my book halfway through you'll hate me but if you read it all the way through you'll love god because you'll see what god has done to change this man and make him into a different person
1: Mm, that's a good that's really good. Um, I love
0: being interviewed by you because you always tell me how good I do with my answers. It's so affirming.
1: I mean, one of my top love languages is um, words of affirmation, so.
0: Well, I'm glad you have the temerity to do it.
1: <laughs> Speaking of temerity, I mean, you obviously, I feel like you have, you know, ba- back to, you know, temerity's excessive confidence or boldness, but I feel like you have, like, you're that's not what you are like you don't have you're not overly like confident or bold like you have um some like humbleness like sometimes like I tell you like oh that's like that's so sad how church people treat like you know past like you know sex offenders or whatever and then sometimes you like bring me down a level and you're like well you know like I would feel this way too. Or like, you know, we need to make people feel comfortable or whatever. Like how do you bring yourself to have that kind of humbleness and not humbleness and not be like, like, yeah, like I wish they didn't treat me this way.
0: Um, There again, it's weighing the present against the past and seeing where God has brought me and what he's allowed me to do through this. um, You know, it's like Paul's thorn in his his side. It, It keeps me, it keeps me from getting too full of myself. Before I was arrested, I was a confident, arrogant jerk. You know, I, I thought I could do anything and I tried to do anything. And um, I learned that that, that uh, arrogance and self-confidence and braggadociousness um, it just brought me to the wrong places in life. And it made me think I could do anything I wanted. And so I did do anything I wanted. And what wound up happening is a lot of people got hurt because of my selfishness. So I learned to temper that. And now I, I a lot of times I lack confidence. And I'm um, I'm timid in a lot of ways. I mean, I'll, I'll try things and I'll give things a shot. But, but sometimes I'm afraid of failure and that holds me back. And... Um, I try not to get big headed about things or let my ego swell mm-hmm. because I know how far I fell before and I don't want to experience that again. Um, I used to watch a lot of NASCAR and Dale Earnhardt Jr. was known for doing what they call rim riding, which is driving right up against the edge of the wall and um, you know, getting about as close as he could to that wall. And it makes it longer to go around the track. The shortest way around the track is you mm-hmm. know, at, the, at the bottom. But if you have a problem, centrifugal force throws you much farther into that wall. He says, if I blow a tire, I'm right there at the wall and I don't get hurt that much. And um, sometimes I approach it that way too. It's like, all right, I'm gonna go as fast as I can on this barrier so that way if something does happen, I've, I've got a little bit of a safety net. Um, but I think, I think yeah, I, I, I would probably say that I have more tenacity than temerity um, now in my life. And I think that that's probably um, a good thing Uh, for me Um, and I I just, I I like to, I used to want the spotlight and now I get excited for other people to do it. Like I'm I'm sitting here watching you interview me and I'm just like beaming with pride because like, uh, you know, for people who don't know us, you know, Giselle's like my daughter and uh, so I'm just like proud papa here watching her take over (laughs) daddy's podcast and thinking, okay, if I get hit by a bus... The ministry will go on because there's other people who can do it and in celebrate recovery. I I like to be the leader, but I also want to make sure that if something happens to me and I stub a toe, that it doesn't end the ministry. That there are people involved who can just pick it up. and And during COVID, you know, Andrew and Giselle just picked it right up for us and and took over. And um, we had other people on our leadership team, you know, do video spots for us for steps and 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 uh, principles. And it's just it's nice to know that you're doing something that's important but it's even nicer for me to know that when i'm gone it won't be gone it'll okay. keep on keep on keeping on and and that's that's what makes gives me the that humbleness it, it because i just see that it's a much more it's got a lot more legs to it a lot more longevity
1: that's awesome it just kind of like when you were saying that it just reminded me how like A big part of being like Jesus is discipleship, like Mm. discipling to others and having them go out into the world and do things. Um, well, those are big
0: sandals to fill.
1: Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) and make sure you don't wear socks with those sandals.
0: Yeah, well, you know, unless you're around a bunch of engineers. (laughs)
1: Yeah, yeah, they don't get much sun. Um, so. Yeah, when you talk, it's like, wow, you've changed so much over the years. Like, in such a short time, too, you know, because, like, you're, like, what, 80? So this all happened in, like, 20 years. (laughs) So, I mean, with the podcast, like, you've only been around for, like, two years, and it's changed a lot from the beginning. Um, What do you see, how do you see it changing this next year?
0: So I'm really super excited that we started messed up ministries as an official um, ministry and, and nonprofit. We're still waiting for our paperwork back from the state to get our, our corporate number and apply for nonprofit status, but we've had our first board meeting and ratified the um, uh, bylaws. And it's really exciting for me because now we're going to be able to take and like Jesus did. You know, he he sent people out to do the work. Because there's only so many places I can be. There's only so many people I can talk to. But if I can, you know, through Messed Up Ministries, train more people to go into prisons and do recovery ministries and train more people to go out and start celebrate recoveries and talk about recovery issues. And and really, you know, my my goal when I got out of prison was to try to... Um, change the impression of registered offenders and show people that there is healing. Um, I remember when the lawyers asked the judge for um, probation for me, and, and you know, they said, you know, can, can we put them on probation? And the DA saying, yeah, like there's ever any recovery from this. And I just thought, wow, okay. this is, I don't want this to be a life sentence. I want it to be a different lifestyle, but, but not a curse. And I want to make it so that people can see that because a lot of people do come out and they're, you know, coming out of incarceration can be difficult. And reentry is so important because we don't always have skills to stay out. We had skills that got us in and then we've got to learn new skills in order to stay out. And it's a difficult road for a lot of people. And the road as a registered offender is difficult. It's it's hard to get a job. It's hard to get people to, to give you a chance. Um, And you've got to do a lot of work to earn trust. And I want to make that road not impossible for people. It still shouldn't be a cakewalk because I needed to go through that difficulty to realize um, that it it shouldn't be like that. And and we need to keep people safe um, from people who might hurt them. So I I understand that. But I I want to bridge the gap. And I want to bring healing. I've seen the healing in my daughter um, through my change in recovery. She's seen me as a different person and because of that I have a relationship with my grandkids and my son-in-law and my daughter and other people because she's granted me that forgiveness that only she could grant. And because she did that, it's brought about healing in her own life and I want that healing for victims and I want to see reconciliation is the wrong word because I'm not trying to get all abusers and, and victims to be reconciled that's not a healthy thing necessarily but I want healing in both sides so that abusers don't continue to go down the wrong avenues to find what they're looking for in life and so that victims don't continue to be victimized or to beat themselves up or to blame themselves mm-hmm. as so many victims do it's if you're a victim of this it is not your fault especially if you are a uh, as a child you didn't do anything wrong uh, you know you couldn't stop that adult from doing what they were doing and it doesn't matter how you were dressed or how you acted or anything if you were a child you were a child and that was wrong whatever happened to you and so uh, you know I just want people to be able to get help and I'm hoping that through Messed Up Ministries we can do that and, and bring awareness and bring just a healing and culture uh, to people and, and let people the more people that know Jesus the bigger the party is and I love a big party
1: yeah, yeah, I. You're definitely an extrovert. So, <laughs> yeah. And I loved like two Fridays ago, you and Bev shared your couple's testimony, and I just loved at the end where it's like, "Oh, my daughter. Yes, that daughter. Yeah, wrote my. Uh, what was it in your book? The forward. Uh-huh. Forward part. Yeah. I always get confused with that. But it's like, yeah, because you know. Me and I know, like other people, they listen to you talk about your kids, and you're like, "Wait, which daughter is it?" So I just loved how you just like kind of like threw it. Yes, that daughter. Yeah, I loved it. <laughs>
0: and you know, I think it's fun that um, you kind of validate my my ministry and my walk because you've only known me for a couple of years, so you didn't yeah. know old Paul. Uh, you just know this Paul, uh, but. You have become such a part of our life. It cracks me up that you know Giselle can give a lot of my t- tell us some uh, your favorite line from my couple's testimony
1: Oh um I w- that's when I got married, but not to burb. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, when, when she quoted my couple's testimony, I was like, all right, Giselle has heard my couple's testimony enough that she's quoting it back. That's awfully fun. Yes. So, and, and that's what I love about, you know, just the ministry is being able to get out to people. When I look at the stats and I see that we have listeners in Europe and in Central and South America, that blows my mind that there are people in other countries and other continents listening to what we have to say. And I've always said that, you know, my story in and of itself is not important to everybody but my story is important to some people and everybody's story is just so important and we just want to give people a platform I want to have more people you know write in and say hey I've got a mess that can be a message to someone and you might not realize your life is a mess so many people tell me oh my nothing bad has happened in my life it's like liar yeah everybody's had bad stuff happen and and what about all those people who feel that way like I remember before I got into ministry I thought well I could never be a good minister because I don't have that you know crash and burn story and then come from the ashes well god gave me one um, so you know you're not invaluable just because you don't you know haven't been to jail or haven't been addicted to drugs you know we've all got issues that somebody else is dealing with too and and you show mm-hmm. them by being that idiot and they're saying if that idiot can do it I can do it so uh, all you idiots <laughs> out there you know write in and and let us know so we can get you and your story on yes. it's super easy with a a Skype call or a Zoom call or whatever to just get your story out there to the world.
1: yeah, and I definitely think like it's like I feel like there's more people out there that we need to hear the quote unquote, like not the big deal ones, um because we're those are things we could probably relate to more day to day, yeah, um man, I just wish we could talk forever. <laughs> thank
0: you so many people don't say that to me
1: <laughs> I mean it's funny so many point. people say
0: you talk forever I just wish
1: <laughs> well I am your daughter so. yeah
0: well that's why I asked you to do this
1: <laughs> so speaking of getting your guys' stories on the air make sure to you know email a guy or info at methodofpodcast.com and that's to interdates Enter dave. Um, has anyone seen the lego movie hey i'm surfer dave and then later it's like i'm not surfer dave i'm chainsaw dave oh. i always want to say that I, wanna... I like
0: surfer dave better than chainsaw yeah. dave i think yeah
1: yeah i always think of D- intern dave as that guy anyways <laughs> that was kind of like random Um, and then make sure we're on social media and give us a rating on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and make sure to become a Patreon for as little as a dollar a day and you get a dollar a month. A dollar a day is not bad because I could spend like $5 on Starbucks like every other day. Um, and you will get a free book still in beta and make sure you read the whole thing or else you're just going to be upset with Paul halfway through and then you won't know. Yeah. The awesomeness. And I think... And if
0: you want to get the book, the book is out there on Apple Books uh, on Amazon. You can get it for Kindle or you can order a paperback copy as well uh, from Amazon. So check that out.
1: Yeah. Awesome. I think that's all. Is that it? I think so. I feel like maybe there's more to talk about. I mean, there's definitely more to talk about, but we'll uh, call it there since we're like, you know a few half hour into it so well
0: thanks for having me on your show yeah
1: thanks for having or thanks for letting me take over your show um yeah (laughs) all right let's mess it up another day